What's that face, Jennifer? That's me smiling. Oh, <laughs> you had kind of like a like a. a what was that? It was a quizzical <laughs> smirk. Oh, okay. It's like whenever I ask my boss or my manager at work. Uh, whenever I ask him if he wants to go to lunch, I go into his office about twelve thirty, one o'clock, and I go lunch, and he always does this kind of like slight head turn, look at the ceiling, and go, "Yeah." And I always say it's the same way he'd respond if I said, "Should we kill them?" And he goes, "Yeah." There's something about <laughs> just like you really had to think about lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, he should have been out the door a second you showed up. Seriously, you you have nothing that I know what your schedule is. You have nothing that pressing, and it's free. It's free food. <laughs> they, and they feed us. Uh, welcome to the Gleep Podcast with Josh, uh, Jen, and Ed. I'm you Josh. You were just in the Gleep Project. I almost did. Welcome to the Gleep Podcast, Josh and Ed. Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Joshua. And uh, you can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com. On Twitter at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh Purnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. Jennifer. Uh, yes. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Have you melted yet? I am so close to melting. It is currently, it's 745 in the evening and it is about 90, 92. 91. It's it topped out at about 102 today. Yeah. It is insane, and it's been like this all week long, and I'm house-sitting for somebody whose air conditioning just happened to break this week, oh. and I have to keep, like, I have to stay there and take care of the dog, and it's miserable. Okay, it was tough. You, you, guys, you, guys, you guys work inside, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh well, you're that's right. True. We, don't, we, don't, we don't suffer the elements. <laughs> Can you take showers, like, backstage? Can you uh, take showers and change your uniform during your shift? I, I have. Because you're that sweaty. Oh, with the humidity, I can't even imagine. No, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Whatever, life is, life is. No, but I, um, well, I mean, the high was like 92, and I was like, the guests were like complaining to me, and I was like, I, I was just telling them the truth. I was like, you know, yesterday was hotter. Today's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, wow. no, what awesome. I see, see, when I say that, I feel like I'm being condescending to them, so I don't, so I don't try to say that. I, what I normally say is. I try not to use the H word. Uh, <laughs> Nicely it, done. Because it gives it too much power. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, I was in a meeting yesterday sitting next to a guy uh, who's from India. He's been, in, um, he's been in the States for like two years. And so I said, uh, I was like, it's like, you know, it's crazy hot here. Um, d- does this even bother you that it's this hot? And he goes... Uh, well, we're from, where I'm from in India, the weather's actually cooler and nicer than California. And I'm like, they never write about that part of India. No, no. It's a part no one ever mentions, apparently. <laughs> you only see the hot, humid parts. Yeah, he's like, actually, one of the disappointments of moving to California was the weather. Like, no one has ever said that. <laughs> it's well, true. Immigration. Except for the lack of change of weather. <laughs> true, true. But it is that, yeah. you know, one of, one of my, one of the uh, funniest things, well, Whatever your opinion is about Daniel Tosh, he did have a great joke where he says, the thing that's great about California is, yeah, we have seasons here. We just skip the lousy ones. But, um, <laughs> but uh, so, yes, uh, welcome in. We've got lots to talk about, so we'll probably dive right in. Um, good. We have uh, some new scenes released by Ryan Murphy, and we have the Glee Project, two weeks of the Glee Project to discuss. But I know the biggest talking in the Twitterverse... The biggest talk in the world of Glee is that Ryan Murphy got on Twitter, and as a reward for getting 800,000 followers, he released the box scene. The epic box scene. We've talked about it on this show. You've read about it on the internet, unless you don't care. Uh, But the box scene was from the Christmas episode this year when Darren gave, uh, or when, when Blaine gave Kurt... A, a gift, a Christmas gift of a box, and it was cut from the episode, the Glee Equality Project and uh, another group I don't remember which one, but they raised something like $14,000 to buy a copy of the script from like a charity auction, Wow! and uh, then got the script and posted this scene online, and everybody wanted to see this scene Ryan Murphy joined Twitter, and I think it was about a day later, he said, if you, I get to 100,000 followers I will release the box scene on Twitter, and he got to 800,000 followers in about an hour. Wow. It was pretty much immediate. Um, The thing is, there's been a guy claiming to be Ryan Murphy on Twitter for a long time, and he's kind of a dick, uh, the the fake Ryan Murphy, and I... 
lots of times I would tweet other people be like, just so you know, that's not Ryan Murphy. Like that person you're complimenting, like he would ask people, hey, go to this website and like this. You know, it was mm-hmm. kind of a spam account. And I would tweet people and be like, hey, just so you know, that's not actually Ryan Murphy. Like, please, you don't, don't <laughs> encourage this person. But oh. now the real Ryan Murphy, he Yay. went on to release six, six scenes. Um, and we'll take a look at each of them in order. But there were six scenes, two songs... And pretty wild. He's up to a gazillion followers now, by the way. They're, Ryan Murphy has definitely made up for his followers. But, of course, there's the box scene. So right off the top, let's take a look at the box scene um, taking place in the Christmas episode. And here's a bit of it as it loads up on my computer. Oh, it's going to take a second to load up. Uh, it was in the Christmas episode. And I guess people were kind of disappointed that it got cut because it kind of falls into the whole... Uh, Blaine and Kurt don't get as much screen time as the other couples, and people were unhappy about that. So let's see. Let's see if we can get a snippet of it here. Hey, smile. Christmas break is only hours away. I know, and I'm happy how the special turned out, and I'm glad what we did, you know, for the shelter. But I don't know, there's just something about the holiday season that makes me a little melancholy. Really? Mm. So it's not the fact that the Liz Taylor jewelry auction ended at midnight last night? And I was all bitter in every item. Kurt, those things so. <laughs> So uh, my computer is too slow to play it right now, but uh, they go on to give uh, Darren give or uh, Blaine goes on to give Kurt a ring made promise out ring. of a promise ring with a little bow tie on it, made out of wrappers. You can find this on YouTube. Just search for the clean box scene. And now that it's here, and we can discuss Jennifer box scene worth the wait. What'd you think? I think it was worth the wait. Actually, this scene along with a few of the other cutscenes that I saw today i'm a little disappointed they didn't make so it because of the, the 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 lack of depth and emotion and moving scenes that we had to be subjected to this season i'm really disappointed that this got cut oh yeah i, I definitely i definitely agree with jen like yeah. especially this one and the rachel's yearbook like like when i don't know like maybe maybe since i kind of watched the last episode like goodbye in a rush Mm-hmm. But it, it 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 still like it never felt like it never felt like closury, and yeah. that was that was like more like that scene was more closury than the entire supposed closure episode. So. Yeah, there was there was no there was no mo- momentous nature to it. It was just also hey cool high five bye that sort of thing. So like this scene and yeah like you said the, the one with Rachel and Kurt and I think the 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 one with Santana coming out. It was amazing. I'm like, come on, you didn't have a minute and a half to spare that? Uh, well, as far as, like, the box scene goes, it, kind of what we were talking about, or I had mentioned this to Jennifer today, like, the challenge with scenes like that is when you show the, when you, when you sh- are looking at a script and you're like, what scene can we cut? And you look at it on paper and somebody says, well, we have a scene where they sing and dance, we have a scene where they get in a fight, we have a scene where somebody insults somebody, and then we have a scene where Blaine does something nice for Kurt. And immediately people are going to go, well, give it to that one. Because nothing, quote unquote, happens in that one. That said, when you cut too many of those, I think you end up with how we started to feel about season three. There weren't any of those scenes at the end of the day. It was like, the episodes were totally lacking those mm-hmm. quiet moments, those yeah. uh, those n- not melodramatic moments, just the nice things but it was that make couples real. Yeah, but it was also significant because he, you know, he said, I promise to always love you. I promise to support you and defend you even when you're wrong. And I promise to, you know, be there for you. And I'm like, OK, give him the extra 30 seconds to just say all that. Like, I, I think <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah, I mean, I think in the broad scheme of things, I str- I'm having a hard time remembering that Christmas episode. But I do think I would have happily taken that scene over a dance number. In the broad scheme of things, one more dance number could have been cut. Yeah. So that we could have an, a moment to kind of, again, remind us that these relationships are real and yeah. not just fodder for melodrama. Yeah. Uh, so we had the, the box scene. Um there was also a bridesmaid scene. This was cut uh, from the wedding episode when they were trying on bridesmaids' dresses and uh, before we learned of Quinn's accident. So here's a bit of the bridesmaid scene. With me today, you guys to help me pick out a dress and to try on all of yours. Me and the color pink have been in an argument for 17 years. I can't believe I have to make nice with it now. It feels balanced. Like, I'm wearing the same color on the outside as inside. 
found it. I, I think I found the one. It could better be the one because I'm not doing this twice. Oh, not pin the dress. I think this one is it. Oh my God, Rachel, you look so beautiful. I could cry. You really like it? Yes, you look like the bride on top of a wedding cake. So this is another scene that I understand why it got cut. Because not that much really happens. What goes on to happen is that Diana, or that, wow, Quinn <laughs> goes on to tell Rachel, I'd really prefer that, you know, or I, I don't agree with what's going on I don't on support here. this marriage. Yeah, and Rachel says, well, then just don't show up. Um, so that explains why Quinn left. <laughs> exactly. And then why Quinn was then coming back. It explains why everyone I, else I had their dresses with cute. them. I think, I, think, I think it's like a cute, like, girl moment <laughs> yeah like you 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 actually are reminded that they are friends in real or in in their real lives outside it's, it's, of the it's, glee it's room it's easy to forget i mean in, in real character lives it's easy to forget that they were like anything but like hating on each other yeah except for when they were singing together and then and then yeah. like like for the greater good of this song we will come our powers will combine captain mm-hmm. planet style i mean <laughs> like like it's it's like it's yeah I'm, it would it'd be honestly I don't know I know it's, it's all about balance like if I like I, I could just like say like oh I would rather just not have songs I'd rather have these like that's a that's a lie too but right. but <laughs> you could like you could balance the two yeah if you like I don't know you yeah could. the and problem it, it, is yeah. if we were watching these scenes and they sucked we'd be like okay and if we were watching these scenes but we loved the episodes we would be like well then it's okay well I loved this episode. But it just never made sense why there's like, wait a second, all of a sudden they, they're they able to, you know, get all these dresses and, 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 yeah. and, and show up. And then why isn't Quinn there? Why is Quinn now the only person driving there? So, I mean, as much as we love the episode, I was really excited for the follow-up episode, which I was completely disappointed by. Yes, that's true. Uh, you know, I'm like a little bit, okay, fine. Not, maybe not this entire scene, but maybe, you know, the last... 60 seconds of it you know Ex- you know have somebody other than parents um you know uh poorly executing reverse psychology and only driving these two crazy lovebirds closer together <laughs> to the point of you know saying i do you know like somebody having a sane rational you know like opinion saying hey yeah. this this isn't right right now and that's again that kind of goes back to what we said before it gets cut because Quinn had a sane, rational opinion. <laughs> it gets cut for oh, crazy parental gay dad con- conspiring. Mm. Um, I, I mean, when you think about it in the big picture, you know, when you think about it from a step back, it does make sense why they're cutting these scenes. It's just when you actually watch them and you think about them in the big, you know, the, like, or when you actually watch the episode, you yeah. can see where they were supposed to fit. You know, what what is now missing with them gone? Right, yeah, I mean, once, okay, so fine, they cut it down to a more entertaining episode, and something that's a little... Punchier. Punchier, a little, yeah. a little funnier, High energy, maybe yeah. moves a little faster, but we're just left, you know, questioning everybody's motivation and decision, because we've, you know, bonded with these characters over the last three years, I just, yeah, so... Yeah, you lose anything. There's unanswered questions. Yes. Yeah. They're all, of these six scenes, I think only one of them was totally unnecessary. But we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> so there's actually two dance numbers in here, and that's what's fascinating to me when they cut an entire dance number. It's one thing to cut the box scene, um, and not because of the plot or because people really like the box scene. I totally get that. But from a production standpoint, the cost of actually generating the box scene is minuscule in comparison to the cost of generating a dance number. If you think of like watching the box scene, there's probably four setups. There's really only one set and it was pre-lit so they didn't really have to deal with that. And there's only two characters in the scene and they're just talking. So it's not a really complicated thing to do. Mind you, there's a lot of movement in that scene so that would complicate stuff. But at the end of the day, it's not it, it's not as expensive and it's not as time consuming to shoot the box scene and then cut it as it is to shoot an entire number and then cut it and then pay for the rights to that song. Exactly. Uh, I was really surprised to hear that Ryan was releasing 
uh, dance number or songs because of the expense. I don't know if they're prepaid, like they've already paid for it, so it's not a big deal, or if they're not paying for it because it's just on YouTube after all. I don't really know what that is, but I was I was thinking he would not actually release songs and only release scenes, but he did release songs. Let's go ahead and take a listen to one of them now. This is from season one where uh, Jesse and Rachel sing Hello 12, Hello 13, Hello Love. From, of course, the chorus line. Uh, and here's a bit of that. Hello, 12. Hello, 13. Hello, love. Changes all down, down below. Up above. Time to doubt. To break out. It's a mess. It's a mess. Time to grow, time to go. Adelaide. Adelaide. Too young to take over. So my two favorite things about this performance, one, they're like babies. They're so young. <laughs> and Leah Michelle still is still eating food at this point in her life. Yeah. And so like her her her, her face is like in the correct proportions. Like yes. she just looks like such a baby and he still has what did you call it? His American Eagle wardrobe. Accessories, yes. yes. Uh, my other favorite thing about this song is, or the, the, this number is um uh now I, oh at the very end of it when he says you know we should practice kissing because elite actors will have to kiss at some point and they kiss and she says wow that's amazing and he goes i have notes <laughs> great line yeah he's so good at cutting her down he's so good but jennifer hello 12 hello 13 hello love from a chorus line what'd you think yep. i thought it was fun but this was probably the one that i thought okay should have been cut it, it. I mean, for me, it's probably the least important. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm. Yeah. I'm. Of all of the the scenes that we we uh, that were released by Ryan Murphy, um, yeah, this one. I mean, it was fun. It was really cute, and it would be a fun little extra on the DVD. But I. I don't feel like I missed out on anything. You know. Yeah, it was by kind of end. just one more performance from these two characters. Yeah, and I. And it had some good jokes in it, but yeah. we'd kind of gotten those moments before. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't even think it was Jonathan Groff's best performance on Glee. So, I mean, it is a very fun song and nice little, you know, Marvin Hamlish tribute. It's very cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's totally. And, and yeah. it does speak to how much people love this show that even though that's, I mean, arguably an inconsequential number, people mm-hmm. still are desperate to see it. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. The, it, it, to get to see, you know, something they haven't seen, I can totally see that. Yeah. yeah. I definitely want to see Jonathan Groff's "Burning Up" because that's my favorite song on that on that Madonna CD. I love his "Burning Up." Yeah, like, there's oh. about five numbers that have been cut. His "Burning Up." There's a Fergalicious number, Fergal- which they're Cur- rumored. Curtin and Mercedes, yeah, yeah. Wow. There's a rumor that that's the next one Ryan Murphy will be releasing. He he said on Twitter just before we started that he'll probably release another one tomorrow. Um, I would like to see more Jonathan Groff. Uh, and then uh, there's it, there's actually a Sandy Ryerson number that somebody emailed me exists, which I I'll have to look that up. Uh, wow. I'll check that the next time we play a clip. But uh, but yeah, there's a handful of numbers that have been cut over the years. Ed, hello twelve, hello thirteen. What'd you think? I thought. I mean, I I, I mean, I agree with everything that you guys are saying. It was it's inconsequential, but it was cute. Yeah. Yes. Very was, cute. I mean, if they hadn't already, I mean, okay, so this would have been before they. Um, this Did. is pre shark jumping. Yeah. This was season, this was season one, yeah. episode 13. But, but 14, when, rather. 14. So. But when you figure they met and they started off with hello, I'm like, okay. So like, this is cute, but it's no hello. 
And it's no... Oh, what was that other one they did? The Adele song? Uh, uh, Rolling in the Deep. Rolling in the Deep. Yes, yeah. yes. That was until season two. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, of all their performances together, yeah, this probably would have been amongst the bottom for me. Hmm. Uh, well, let's go ahead and we'll listen to the next one. And, or we'll take a listen to the next one. This is uh, Santana's coming out scene to the Cheerios. And here's a bit of this. Ladies, I'd like to thank you all for your tireless efforts in convincing your parents to vote for me and for teaching them what voting is and how it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> and now your co-captain Santana is asked to say a few words. And I'd like y'all to listen up. Santana. There's a campaign ad running for the first time tonight that says that I'm gay. Now my friends in Glee Club think that this is something that I should be open and upfront about, not for other people, but for myself. It's no secret that Brittany and I are together. At first, I thought that it was a phase. You know, just a fun thing that would eventually go away. But I guess what I've realized is that I am gay. It's who I am. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Feel free to tell me, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm a natural-born leader, and I'm not afraid to cut a bitch. (laughs) I made out with a girl... Oh, it was before I knew. Thank you, Santana. That was very brave. <laughs> By my reckoning, every student at this school who could possibly come out has come out, so congratulations. The long national nightmare of students coming out is over. <laughs> I let that play for that line alone. The long national nightmare of students coming out is over. This brilliant yeah. genius Sue. <laughs> it is. And I think I think that line speaks volumes. And I think the fact that, you know, Santana who has always been unwilling to identify herself as, you know, gay or lesbian or bi or anything like that. The fact that, you know, she had this moment, I thought was really cool. And I, and yeah, I love Sue. Sue was fantastic in it. So I was disappointed that this was cut. I think for me, the reason this is the one I, I cared least about, uh, or at least least would have wanted to see in the show. It just felt like Santana coming out, like, I get. I guess to me, it felt like who cares? Like she, she didn't really care what they thought. Even at the end of the scene, she's kind of like, "Hey, I'm telling you all this. I don't care what you think." So then, why are we having this scene? Like no one's changing or learning. But anything. it's for, no, not. she is. She is saying it. Hmm. You think it, so? It's like the admittance. Yeah. Well, not admittance, but just acceptance in her hmm. own mind and in her own heart that this is who I am. And yeah, you know what? I'm still going to be a great leader. I'm still going to do all this stuff. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it was incredible. All right. I, I, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't no, agree. you disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Ed, what did you think of uh, Santana's coming out? Um, I mean, it was, it was good in the fact that like, well, you, as you, as you guys said, it was like admittance and that could have been, that could have been shown of growth. I'm not even sure what episode was this. Oh, yeah, it was, this must the election episode. Yeah. The election episode. I mean, at that point, I feel like at that point it was like already like, like if this was season two, I feel like it could have more effect. But in season three, I, I like it like, I don't know. Like, like we already felt, I already felt like we went through this territory with, with Santana. So, or we addressed it at other points. Yeah. So I'm not like, I don't, I don't feel emotionally lost from this. Like, this, Yeah. See, I mean, okay, so I believe this was also would have been the episode when, you know, Finn kind of snapped at her in the hallway and said, you know, why don't you, you know, just admit to everybody that you're a lesbian. And that got picked up by the news or mm-hmm. the, the, the other um, candidate running for office. And that's how it all came about. So, I mean, I think I think I think it would have been really pivotal, pivotal to that whole argument because everybody like hated on Finn for so long like in like all they, they never saw any good come out of it and I I really believe that you know again her her standing there and accepting it and not not shying away from it not avoiding it not just cutting people down to hide from it I think that was really a huge thing mm-hmm. I'm, I guess I'm 
I'm probably just thinking too much. No, no, about I think it. It, I, I mean, and you have a lot of support in the chat room as well. Oh, I think okay. that a lot of people do kind of are right there with you. Well, so thank that's, you. That's awesome. Uh, let's Thanks, go ahead. Chat room. Let's uh, take a listen. So one of the other cut songs that was included was a Warblers number. Uh, this is the Warblers performing "I Want You Back" uh, from the Michael Jackson episode. So here's a bit of uh, the Warblers with Grant Gustin on lead. myself i didn't want you around most pretty faces always make you stand out in a crowd someone picked you from a bunch and glances all they took and now it's much too late for me to take a second look oh baby give me one more chance So uh, this was cut as well. I guess for me, I kind of feel like uh, it's a great number. And it's, and it, you know, Grant Gustin never quite, I felt, got for as much of a center point of being the bad guy as he was. I never really felt like we really saw him within the Warblers. Uh, we didn't really see him at Dalton the way we saw it. Uh, Blaine at Dalton and so this really would have given some of that color to it that said I do feel there's nothing really happens in this scene that we don't see later like especially during the um, uh, smooth criminal number feels kind of more or less the same tone Uh, but yeah it's a really cool number and there is a great moment at the end where Blaine says like you and your uh, uh, you and your fallen Disney prince haircut or something (laughs) or you and your uh, Disney Prince or wannabe Disney Prince haircut or something. Yeah, like that. and then Santana has a good moment where like you'll never scare me, and then they turn around, it's like really, and she's like, no, I'm fucking terrified. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. See, I loved it for that ending scene. Like, I didn't remember. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I guess it's hot in the valley. <laughs> yeah, the sirens go off a lot when it's this hot. In the Gee, valley. I hope it's not the house that I'm supposed to be sitting. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> They're going the other way. Run, Louie, run. Statistically <laughs> unlikely, Jennifer. Statistically <laughs> unlikely. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a really cute scene. And um, yeah, like the end when, when Santana and Blaine are saying, you know, um, you know, like, y- yeah, I'm, I'm really worried. And I, I don't know. I just thought it was really, really cute interplay between mm. them. And, you know, I liked seeing more. Uh, of the, the the more natural and the more um, the more subtle moments with people, I think that's yeah. what we just missed because I think they did try to like cram in so much this year that it all of it became so insignificant. That's a that's an interesting way to put it. Uh, yeah, I mean things were so dense and everything was so melodramatic. Uh, we <laughs> lost sense of who they were as people. Wow. Oh my goodness! If you're in your car. <laughs> This is not in your car. <laughs> Although, always look over your shoulder for lights, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> um, and yes, apparently it was Santana who said, uh, bad Disney prince haircut. Thank you, happy cookie 18 in oh, chat room. Uh, very nice. But yes, and you know, in, of all these scenes so far, and we do have one more, The I do miss the bridesmaid scene. Like, I remember watching the episode and saying, something's missing. The bridesmaid mm-hmm. scene and the Christmas episode. I remember watching the episode and saying what's not here and it would have been the box scene the others i have not yet like watching the michael jackson episode i didn't say where's the warblers number like it didn't jump out at me in that way Where, where's the moment that sets up this animosity for later doesn't yeah. really work for me but uh you know it's still a, again it's a expensive to shoot these numbers so to cut them is kind of surprising uh ed warblers number i mean yeah i 100 percent agree with you on the we're just all in agreement. We're one Woo-hoo! big, happy, gleeful family. <laughs> um, it's like, it's nice. 
and it's good. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Did, they didn't do an EP for the, if there was an EP for the Michael, they would have released this. Oh, it is. They, it's on the Michael uh, soundtrack. Oh, it is. Yeah. Is, is there a Michael soundtrack? There is. Are you sure? Are you sure that? I mean, there's I'm, a Michael. Hmm. I'm <laughs> positive. Okay, I believe you. I just don't, I don't, it's not Wikipedia. So, so that that's that's my issue with that. It's like I don't see it on Wikipedia. Um, the Michael, the Michael EP or something. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and I did look it up. It is longtime listener Aaron, uh, longtime super listener Aaron sent me a list of cut songs. I don't know how accurate these are, but he vouches for them. Uh, and he has the ones we mentioned: um, Hello Twelve, Hello Thirteen, Hello Love, uh, Burning Up from the Power of Madonna episode. Apparently a version of The Impossible Dream sung by Will uh, in the what? Dream. No, you're, you're about to tell me Impossible Dream sung by Tina Cohen Chang. <laughs> I, was, that's, that's, I, was like, I was on the edge of my seat waiting for that. Yeah, well, I was not expecting Will. I think he would have been yeah. the last person. It could be like the big, massive diva ballad, and you're going to be like, Tina Cohen Chang. I'm like, no wonder it got cut. <laughs> it's like, uh, he also says in season two, there was a version of Oops, I Did It Again, sung by the Unholy Trinity in the Britney Britney episode. <laughs> uh, Planet, Schmanet, Janet, uh, sung by Carl and Emma in the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show episode. Uh, Meet Me Halfway, originally by the Black Eyed Peas, sung by Sunshine and Vocal Adrenaline in the Sue Sylvester Shuffle episode. I think I'm okay without that one. Do You Think I'm Sexy by Blaine and Dalton Academy? I think in the sexy episode, I think the fangirls would have loved to see that. Uh, let's see. Uh, an original song, Back in My Arms. An original song was cut from that episode. Uh, oh, and the Sandy song I was looking for is from A Night of Neglect. It was One Night in Bangkok. Wow. To, so, uh, yeah, I'd, I'm curious. Okay, I, I want to hear that. If That's he continues to release these, the, they, the, we might be able to know uh, for sure. Let's see. There's a couple more in here. Uh, Sugar Sugar from the Pot of Gold episode sung by Sugar. That sounds like horrible. Well, yeah. Uh, Santa Baby uh, apparently cut from the Extraordinary Merry Christmas episode. We just listened to I Want You Back. And Mr. Saxabeat. Sung by Sugar in the Spanish Teacher episode. Wow! So Sugar has had three songs cut. Barely. But I mean, we already know she can't sing. I mean, right? Mr. Saxo Beat isn't a vocally challenging song. Uh, <laughs> to to uh, to put it frankly, like it, like Sugar Sugar's treatment of Mr. Saxo Beat would be fine. It'd yeah, be fine. that's funny. Well, well uh, oh, this go ahead. whole thing is I. I'm kind of reminded of um, that video that we saw that opened up the uh, the, the panel discussion at Comic-Con. And it was such an effective video, it kind of made you forget how disappointed you were for season three. Because it was just so many scenes of, um, you know, great moments together with the characters. And I think Ryan, filling in the gaps like this, is doing a great, great job of winning fans back totally and building momentum for season four i think it's incredible it's genius it, it's he's giving people what they want in a great in a huge way yeah. and he's kind of giving them giving it to them in the way they want it if yeah. he put it on the disc people would say oh you're just trying to get us to you're buy the to sell disc. Us. yeah and he's giving it to people for free on youtube uh and he's making people get excited about Glee again. People are talking about people have talked about Glee on my Twitter stream more in the last week than they have talked about it since season one. And I'm and sure I more positively that. too. I don't know about that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, any, any communication is good at this point. But with season four, they have a real opportunity to like. There is there is no there is no like expectations like of what this season is going to be like because. Like it's it's not in the high school. We don't we don't yeah. have no. It's like they, the boggle is being shaken up, and we're just waiting to see what letters we get. I think you're <laughs> totally right, Ed. And also, I think to add to that, part of season four is all of the Fairweather fans have been shaken loose at this point. The only people tuning into <laughs> season four love Glee. There, and and so the I think the ratings in season four are going to be dismal, dismal, and we'll I'll be shocked to see us go to season five. But I think that everybody tuning in for season four is hopeful and ready for it to be amazing again. So we're the ones who've been claimed the life they, preserver. Like, legit three seasons. Like, yes. What if it becomes awesome? Like it's I'm I think 
I think it's possible. Like if if they play their cards right, I know they hired new writers. Mm-hmm. I, it's like what if what if it's like recaptures the magic because it's like because everything's new and fresh again. It's the new Rachel Berry <laughs> New York edition. I I agree. I think it's I I think that. I mean, I I hope and pray that season four just knocks our socks off, and and this is a new, kind of a new Ryan Murphy. I mean, Ryan Murphy I, I, doesn't I like seem it, afraid of the fans. He doesn't seem standoffish. I mean, he's. I, I'm I'm, he, I'm I'm willing to say it's going to be awesome until otherwise proven. Well, like, we always say that. <laughs> no, no, not not during much of season two and season three. Okay, no, this is I am I I think. I think they know that they have nothing to lose and everything to gain from this season. <laughs> like, like this season is going to be the last season, or it's going to be the beginning of a new era of Glee. Interesting. That's a great way to look at it. That's awesome. And I, I hope that even if it is the last season, for whatever reason, I hope they still throw down everything. Like, I, I hope they don't hold back at all. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, I think oh, I think that's part of it. Like they, they go can't out be, swing it. They, they, they can't. Go, they can't be want. afraid of like holding out storylines when they know. Yeah. When they when they know they're like this yeah. could be the end. Now they can just be like, boom shocker, boom shocker, <laughs> boom shocker, dance number, shocker, dance number. So in the chat room, <laughs> Joey's in the chat room. Joey's baby nine five six wrote Ryan Murphy is buying our love and I am loving it. <laughs> Uh, so and we yeah. are for sale. So that is a. So those are the scenes. There's one more. Rachel's yearbook message to Kurt. It's just a talking scene, so I'm not really going to play it. You can find all of them on YouTube. And Ryan Murphy did say he'll probably release a new scene on Thursday. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday him. night. Yeah, the <laughs> easiest thing to do is just uh, on YouTube subscribe to Mr. RP Murphy exclusive, um, or just Google it. There's it, everyone's linking to it. Um, and definitely, uh, you know, and, and, and check it out and uh, leave us a voicemail, let you know what you think. But uh, we should move on a little bit since we mm-hmm. have been on this topic for a little bit. And let's talk a little bit about the TV. Excuse me. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about the TV show um, that is not Glee that we all hate to love and love to hate. Um, of course, that is the Glee Project. Last week was Romanceability Week. They performed We Found Love. Romanticality. Romanticality. And here's a bit of a We Found Love. Or goofing off and no talking. You will sit in silence and make the most of your time and maybe you learn something about yourself. Detention is between nine till noon. <laughs> We found love from the Glee Project season two, and uh, we have, of course, uh, some great voicemails as we always do about the Glee Project, and I don't always remember to play them. So let's play one of them now. This is listener Dante. Hi, Josh and Ned. It's Dante from Atlanta. I was just watching the Glee Project episode Romanticality, and I was wondering if anyone else saw after the judges deliberated, the commercial came on. And next week was kind of shown, and Blake and I. Did that get cut off? Oh, did it? Hi, Dante. Totally got cut off. Sorry, Dante. Yes, I totally. 
totally saw this right the judges deliberate and then they go to a commercial and the first promo back from the commercial is uh next week on the glee project things get serious and you see two people from the bottom three by process of elimination we now know who was eliminated (laughs) from the bottom three it was literally like the last possible chance they had to ruin it and they totally ruined it they did it again this week after the very first in the very first commercial break they showed oh, who made it they showed to, what to i thought was the final four, top three. but we'll later find out is the top three yes <laughs> or the final three so romanticality week as they continue to uh invent words to name these episodes seriously shanna was eliminated i was not wildly surprised as much as i like shanna i think she has a crazy great voice um she was more of a performer than an actress. I never really saw her on television. She just wasn't my favorite. Um, but it was a surprise because she'd never even been in the bottom three before, Jennifer. Yeah, well, I mean, she didn't have the FaceTime, so nobody really knew who she was. And when she did get there, they still didn't know who she was. Just because, you know, she's, you know, an average girl. And, you know, she didn't have anything you know crazy about her she didn't have a a particularly wacky personality or uh melodramatic personality or different things like she's just you know a really sweet average girl although she totally turned on the 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 southern bell oh yeah i was like i don't remember having that thick of a southern accent but um and one of the things we're learning from who's surviving in this particular show it's kind of different from every it's different from other reality shows or competition performance reality shows where they're always saying, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. And on here, Ryan Murphy is specifically saying, be a character. (laughs) Tell me what character you are. And Shanna never really did that. And so I think that was kind of where all the other ones uh, were more or less a character. And then once we get to the bottom three or once we get to the top three, they're very distinct defined characters well, she was nothing you see the thing is like i don't even think like i don't think the guys are defined characters i think they were maybe more consistent or stronger all-around performers um either vocally and in in their acting or or different things it, she unfortunately you know was really good but suffered from being unmemorable yeah, she, so, she was a memorable, and yeah. but part of that was because she didn't have a pitch. Yeah, there was no long line to describe who she would have been on the yeah. show, yeah. Um, so it was kind of tough I to still don't see think where the she boys placed. have that either. But I think they do have more things on their side. I mean, yeah, obvi- I think Blake seems like the strongest actor, and he looks yeah. like he should be on television. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got and Blake he, is fearless. He is stronger in many other yeah. areas. And and Michael's prettier than most of the girls. <laughs> he does. So wait, he's got a great. I, it's interesting. I mean, he's very handsome, but straight on. I'm kind of like, okay, you're average. But there's something about his profile, or even like his side profile, so dramatic. He's got like that crazy jawline, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Oh yeah, is, I it, mean, it is impressive. When he's 25, he could easily. Uh, you he'll, know, he'll figure this out. Yeah, he, he's going to be fine. Um, have you seen any of the episodes? Or have you um, just been following I, online? I, I just I just don't I just I just I just follow you guys and I just like mm-hmm. I was I was I just wanted to, I just wanted I wanted so bad to be like I chose the winner. I, I know. <laughs> I wanted so bad. That's this, awesome. Well, let's uh, take a listen to uh, we had of course listener Sarah and Caitlin weighing in on this <gasps> week. Are they both back? They're both back. Yay. Hey, Josh, Janet, it's Sarah, and guess who can actually join me? It's Caitlin. Let me just start off by saying that Romanticality was the silliest of all the silly titles. Right? Shana, 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 whatever. Good riddance. I hated her attitude this episode. <laughs> I'm saying that Michael was the weakest link. It seemed like she was putting all the blame of this subpar performance on him and taking no responsibility. Oh, that's worth noting. She's in the bottom three, and yeah. they said, you don't think you should be in the bottom three, do you? And she goes, well, I just think Michael is the worst. <laughs> and it was, okay. okay. It was a little bit more leading than that, and but yes, she named names, and it was not, you know, no matter how right she was, yeah, just nobody, I don't know, that, yeah, that nobody, you, nobody appreciates that. Ryan, if there's anything we learned from Glee and from the Glee Project, Ryan prizes loyalty above all things. <laughs> that is his 
greatest, uh, yeah. or that is his biggest uh, value. Uh, Sir and Caitlin. Screwed up the lyrics to a top 40 song that had been sung on Glee. I'm just saying that the judges didn't endear me to her, which seemed to happen with them. And Ryan Murphy's comments about Blake really got on my nerves as well. It was almost like he was getting mad at him for being able to stay calm under pressure. Because we know from reports that Glee said is a stress-free environment. <laughs> oh, I'm Team Blake and still hopefully can win this. I really don't care who wins. I just have a person I don't want to win, and that is Allie. But I have a really bad feeling that she's going to. At least next week we'll be finally able to see if they can act. Only two episodes left, Caitlin. You can't see this over the phone, but she's glaring at me right now. <laughs> so until next time. Bye. <laughs> so yes, the next week was Actability Week. <laughs> actability. Which so I of course go, thank God we're actually gonna get some acting on this show. Thank God. And there was no acting. There was kind of improv performance, but nobody had to memorize lines and make them feel real. Well they had to remember and certain exist lines. in a moment. They had to fit in lines that some of them didn't remember to fit in. That's true. Or yeah. they didn't get to soon enough. It seems like I want to see somebody do a scene. I want to see two of these kids do a scene and may, and experience a real emotional moment in the body of another character. Is that so much to ask? You're being far too practical yeah. right now. You need to stop this boat. Yes. It's going nowhere. <laughs> All right. Okay. Apparently it is. It's, it's currently going back and forth between Morocco and Germany. Oh, nice. And forth. I think I've taken that boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I actually am going to defend. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you because I really think the scene between um, Michael and Blake was pretty intense. And there was a moment. I think it was like the first hit into the or the second hit into the hay bales. Mm. I thought I saw like real aggression there and not acting aggression and you know I'm like they're both fighting for the same part and they're both friends and you know I'm like you're, you've got two attractive talented white guys <laughs> to pick from so I, I, I saw like real tension there the the challenge in actability week was they did a movie trailer for a movie that did not exist um and uh, and we have a great voicemail about that in a second. But uh, they they kind of acted out what would be the key scenes of a movie. Yeah. And it was pretty hilarious. But you're right. The scene between Blake and Michael was quite good. And, and I think the scene between Blake and Eileen was quite good. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, they're not bad. Well, Lily's a really bad actress. But they're none of, like the other ones, they're not bad actors. And so when Blake, who's actually a pretty good actor, was with them, he brought people, he kind of made people better. Yeah. You know, if you a mediocre actor in a scene with a great actor, usually that mediocre actor will be made better. Yeah. Not saying Blake is great, but he was good enough. And I thought Eileen was really good. She was very I good. I mean, I was getting a little choked up in some of her scenes. She was That's very all. good. Yeah, and, and she definitely <laughs> took the challenge to heart. Oh, Absolutely. she did. She did. And, like, there were, again, there were moments when I thought, well, she's really kind of not acting right now. So. Mm. Oh, yeah. And that was a good, I mean, they definitely gave her a part that was pretty much oh, her. Exactly. But even then, I mean, it was hard for Lily to play herself. And yeah. so Eileen being able to play herself was still a feat. Yeah. Um, and they did the song in this one, or it was a music video. They did sing. It was Pink's Perfect. Uh, but it was more of a, a trailer uh, with titles and talking. So uh, here's a bit of Perfect from Actability Week here on the Glee Project. Senior year, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> what are you going to do when you get out of high school, man? Dude, I don't care what I'm doing. Let's go! You know what Coach says, though. Once a panther? Always, Always a, a panther. panther. <laughs> <laughs> totally Friday Night Lights, that's what you said. As long as I got fame, money, and girls, I will be just fine. So what about Eileen, man? What about her? Pretty, pretty, please, don't you ever, ever feel like your Isn't that your mom's fault? Yes. Oh my god! Yeah. Ooh, he is dead. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Isn't that crazy, man? So everybody wants. 
I mean, this song is really only wow. supposed to be listened to on headphones while sobbing and singing really loud. <laughs> Any other time you listen to this song, it's just dumb. But like when you're 14, it's you don't understand, Blake. What was that at the Ferris wheel? What was it? He was comforting me. I don't give a damn about you anymore. I'm pregnant. <laughs> this is so cheesy. Yeah. I can't even take it. So, I'm pregnant. It was supposed to be a melodramatic teen. <laughs> so that was perfect Story. on the Glee Project. Ed, did you get a chance to watch this one? No, but uh, that trailer makes me want to. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch that movie. It is cheese-tastic, I swear uh, to God. But, but that's okay. That's so okay. Um, for judging in this one, they actually brought out the writing staff of Glee. I don't know that it was all of them. Marty Noxon was there, but maybe she's... Or was not there, but maybe she's not back for this season. Um, Brad Falchuk was not there, but he's probably on American Horror Story. Ian was... Uh, Ali Adler was there, which was kind yeah. of surprising because she's kind of the head writer on a TV show right now. So I would think she'd be over there, over on the new normal. But uh, Michael Hitchcock, who is one of my favorite people in the world, yeah, so he, he was there. Uh, so it was kind of hilarious to look at all the people that I hate and want to be when I grow up. Um, <laughs> but so they were all there to do the judging, and they made everybody do last chance performances. Yeah, the 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 final five had to all perform. And, and it was good. I mean, the, the, the last chance performances from all five were pretty strong. If one of the things that's interesting about this group is more than almost any singing competition I've seen, this group delivers in the clutch. Like, you put them mm-hmm. in that bottom three and you put them up there and the number of train wrecks has been extremely low. People may struggle through the episode, but once you put them in the bottom three and have them perform for Ryan Murphy, of those five Every one of them delivered. Some delivered better than others, but everyone but delivered. And, and never is it based on the final performance that sends somebody home. It's all the feedback yeah. from everybody else. So it's, it's really interesting this year. But you're right. I mean, they were all incredible. And it's so frustrating, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you know, think about, you know, think back to some of the people that we're rooting for before, like, you know, like Nelly and... Um, I guess that was just it, but it just—it's so frustrating because you see them up there and you—they're so good, but they're just not, you know, they're—they're yeah. they're not as seamless in every other aspect of their performance. Uh, we just got confirmation in the chat room from Stacy in Massachusetts that uh, Marty Noxon is not back this year. So that would explain why she was there. Uh, and we got a couple great voicemails on this one. Here is Sarah and Clay- Justin, Caitlin again. Sarah and Caitlin here to talk about actability. So for the movie trailer, we decided to keep a cliche count for things such as teen pregnancy, crossroads of life, and the girlfriend cheating on the boyfriend with his best friend in a field next to the barn where the boyfriend is staying. We counted about 20. <laughs> the trailer kind of took a lesson from the Twilight School of trailer making where you basically tell the entire plot in a minute-long trailer. And Michael seemed to take a lesson from Christian Bale as Batman in his delivery of some lines, especially... I love her! I'll have her this episode. I said I wouldn't mind if Lily Mae won this. So, obviously, she had to be eliminated. I like how Ian, the person who first created the show, named three people he liked. Ryan got rid of two of them. <laughs> now, with Bailey, they hinted that her storyline would have her be a mean character. It fits Josh's previous comment in the prime episode about how the writers like to play people with disabilities against stereotypes. But the only way that they can seem to do that is by making them mean or bullies. So, so does this mean you're Team Blake? Well, yeah, because I don't really want to see Allie or Arlene on Glee that much. Well, we can't wait for the podcast. Hey, wouldn't it have been awesome if Matt Bomer had mentored at Cooper Anderson and done another master class? <laughs> well, it wouldn't have hurt. Bye! That would have been awesome. Wow. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's super listeners saying, Clay, Caitlin again. So yes, we did lose Michael and Lily this week. They did a double elimination, giving us a top three. I keep wanting to say bottom they, three. The yeah. writers only did this. They're like, you're eliminating two of them because when you when you get to episode 11, you have to name your winner. <laughs> then we at least only have to deal with three of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our, our top three is Blake, Eileen, and Allie. No, it's going to be, it's going to totally go America's Next Top Model style and like within the first 15 minutes of the next episode, someone will be eliminated. Oh, like, I could see that happening. Like, it's going to be like, it's gonna, they're going to do, do the homework assignment and they're going to be like, Allie, goodbye. 
You're not gonna. We're, we're, we are eliminating before you see Ryan Murphy. Goodbye. Uh, so yes, that, that would be, be hilarious. The thing is, is of the three of them, uh, Blake is the one without a character, but he's the only one I really think should be on television. Like the person, well, the other two characters, I think should be on version. Like Ali as kind of a promiscuous. Um, kind of squeaky you know smile at your face stab you in the back disabled person I think is a totally great character and Mm -hmm. of course Eileen as a uh, Muslim who has very conservative parents but is not conservative herself is a great yourself anyway is a great uh, great character as well but I don't want either want to see either of those people playing those characters yeah. I have no desire. It's so obvious. And the thing with Blake, though, I mean, they even said themselves is like he there. There's no ad- adversity there. there yes. There's nothing oh, for him to overcome. Point. It's like what is going to be, you know, his thing? I mean, like, hey, they had to make Sam homeless. They had to. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like all, they, have a, they have this like array of cute boys. And, yeah. like, and they don't even know what to do with the ones they have. They don't. They don't really need another one. That I mean, is they really so don't. true. They really don't. They, they, like, they, they already have Court Overstreet that they're like kicking around. They're like, I don't know exactly. what we're doing with him. So I think, honestly, knowing what I know, which is near nothing. <laughs> Go on. Go on. I, I, which means I probably am the most best best to decide this at random. You know <laughs> what? You, you've got as good a chance as either of us. I, I really think... Eileen should win. Interesting. Without knowing anything, but 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 from 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 the outside looking at their pictures, understanding their like stories, and yeah. understanding what Glee needs. Yeah. Although they announced two new character, two yeah. new additions to yeah, Glee, I and saw they're both that. female. So probably, I guess, if you want to, if you want Blake to have some love interests, then there you go. Maybe. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, I'm not even gonna say it. Um, yeah, well, okay, so, again, when they were talking about Eileen, when they were deliberating whether or not, you know, should we keep her, should we uh, eliminate her, they're like, you know what, we, we've tackled sexuality, we've tackled this, but we've never, you know, we've tackled um, disabilities, all these different things, but we've never tackled, um, you know, a Muslim yeah. in a very conservative family, in in so... So, but it's almost so obvious. It's almost so obvious. I don't know. I mean, you could argue that we did have Mike Chang last year, who was from a conservative ethnic or an ethnically mm-hmm. conservative family mm-hmm. that then tried to break out to be a performer. But I mean, it, it's not quite the same. And quite frankly, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it. I think it, w- it was maybe Roberto who had said. Um, you know, you look at the three of them, and it's like Ali is the new Artie, and Blake is the new Finn, and Eileen's just new. Yeah, but yeah. God, I love her last chance performances, and I hate every other second she's on the screen. And the thing is, I don't, and I know for all the reasons that I know she annoys you. For whatever reason, it doesn't rub me that wrong. Hmm. I just kind of feel. I mean. We have to remember that this is also a reality competition show. So it's not like... True. It's, it's, it's not like I think that this is really how they all are. I do think that in every step of the moment, every, every step of the show, when they're doing, you know, that... that um, Ed, what do you call it when they talk to the camera? Confessionals. They're confessionals, okay. When they're doing that sort of stuff, I know they're all still acting. They're all still yeah. performing. They're not being real. They're not being honest. They're just, they're performing. And and I get that. So um, I can kind of separate that. And, you know, same thing with Allie. I don't even let it get to me anymore. Oh, her voice. Oh, my God. I know, I know. Could you imagine living with that person? <sighs> just show me. Uh, and we got one, la- actually, <laughs> this voicemail is kind of uh, related. Here's one last voicemail about the Glee Project this week for Actability Week. Hi, guys. It's Kate. Um, I was just calling to talk a little bit about Actability, uh, this week's episode of the Glee Project. I think probably people are going to talk about how shocking it was that they eliminated Michael and Lily in the same week. But I have to say, I think um, this is a really, like, I think it's a really valid top three. I think all three of them have worked hard and kind of proven themselves. 
So I'm excited to see the finale. Uh, and surprise, surprise, I think I am the most interested in seeing Eileen actually win. I think after seeing her performance in this episode, I think she has the most, um, I don't know, I think I just want to see her the most. Uh, and on another note, I was reading an interview with Allie and Josh just to kind of talk about how you hate her voice. I understand. Her voice drove me nuts. But because she's paralyzed below the chest, she can't get the breath needed for a norm, like, to sing normally. So she actually had to teach herself how to sing differently. So she, like, uses completely different muscle memory. And I think that no matter how much you like or dislike her talent, because I'm still not a huge fan of her voice, you have to really give her credit for that. Because that's awesome. Uh, love the show. Can't wait to hear this episode. And have a great day. Bye. So I do. That is pretty awesome. That I never thought of that, but as soon as you said that, I went, "Wow, you are totally right." That's pretty awesome. So yay, you know, that's that's an amazing thing to do. Um, And that's about it Uh, for me as far as the Glee project. I guess the last thing to just say is Jennifer, top three. Who's it going to be? Oh God. Um. Crap. <laughs> I don't like this. Um, I, I've got arguments for all three of them. So, Blake. Blake. I think they're just going to, I think they're going to go the safe route. <laughs> I think they're going to go the, the predictable route. And, and Ed, yeah. you were with Eileen? My, my first vote is Eileen. My second vote is all three of them win, and a random eliminated contestant also wins. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody who never even competed yeah. or auditioned is going to no, win. Taryn comes back. They're like, yeah. we, we, oh offer, we offered her, if she quit the show awesome. in, the thir- in this third episode, we promised her a two-story arc. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to have to go with... There can only be one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there can only to... be one winner, but there could be other... You you are the winner, but you are all on the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to say, as long as she doesn't totally blow it in the last episode, I think it's going to be Eileen. I think if Eileen can deliver in this last episode, she's got it locked up. I just watched the first performance I ever watched, Eileen's Fighter, and I I, I'm, I'm beh- I stand behind my decision. I think she's... She was- She's great in these last chance performances. She totally delivers in those. So hey, that's what it is. Uh, yeah, she is. She is a clutch player. Yeah. So Ed, would you like to thank any iTunes reviewers? I theoretically would, but there are new new ones. Okay. Right. Uh, I would like to thank uh, everybody in the chat room. We have a lot of great people in the chat room right now. Safi and Jenshu, Defy Gravity, who just showed up. Uh, so thank you for catching in on the end. Typo. Uh, Daniela Shante, hey. Yo David Six, who doesn't even get the Glee Project in the UK. So how amazing <laughs> is that that uh, you even care? Happy Cookie 18, Happy Claire's 18. I haven't seen you before. Irish Mike, Joey's baby. Um, and I want to thank everybody who uh, responded to me on Twitter today because I could not remember how to find the... Uh, I could not remember how to find the scenes that Ryan Murphy had released, the deleted oh, wow. scenes. Okay. And then, of course, it was like, well, duh, I should have just you searched, like yeah. Googled. But uh, I was trying to remember how many there were because I didn't want to miss any. So uh, a couple of people that reminded me, Martha, Elizabeth, Steffi, Lauren, uh, Caitlin, Jenny, Chaka, Leah, and uh, Floyd's mom. So thank you to everybody for listening. If you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight, you can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com. On Twitter at gleefulpodcast, I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. And on Facebook, where you can join the conversation with the fans, just search for Gleeful Podcast. I want to send a special thank you to Sarah, who bought a t-shirt from all the way in Sweden. And I want to apologize that it took me so long to put it in the mail but it's been a crazy couple weeks but we have not been home uh but that's i think the first t-shirt i sold i've sent to sweden so that was kind of awesome that is awesome and totally unnecessary information it is cheaper to send a t-shirt to sweden than it is to send it to nebraska that is true people wow that is not a joke that is entirely true for the gleeful podcast i'm josh i'm jen I'm Ed. Peace out. 
<laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> so I told him we'd still be friends. Then we made our true love vow. Wonder what he's doing Summer dreams ripped at the seams.